How are we doing, my man? Ah, no bad, no bad, man. Good to see you. How's things? Ah, it's not, it's good, man. It's uh, just make sure you're nice and close to that microphone. Ah, I'll give it a wee pull over, like. Just even pull the chair in a wee bit, man. Set a wee bit closer. You all good? Aye, well, very well, man. So we've came from Inverness. All the way down today, aye. Good journey. Not too bad, the train was heaving. I decided to take a train instead of driving because I was getting uh, trouble off my physio for driving too soon after surgery. We will get into that a bit later. Aye. See what's happening there. So apart from that though, all good? Yeah, very well, mate. Keeping busy? There's never, there's never like a never a dull day between you're, the two jobs. Like you're just telling me there, and I'm surprised you actually have time. <laughs> Again, we'll, we'll discuss all that. So it's been a while, man. Can't remember even remember last time I must have saw you. It must have been a long, Eight, long time ago. Maybe man. nine years. Yeah, probably like out. Like and we probably can't even remember. Exactly, man. Bumping into each other anyway, because it was never, was never a sober <laughs> interaction. There was always, there's always drink involved when we'd, we'd been exactly, in each other's man. company. Like literally. The first time I met you, it would have been, the, it was a taste of chaos, aye. and then I came back to you and Neil's flat, yeah, aye, yeah. yeah, and then every other time since then, the only time I ever was there was to, to get drunk, to get yeah, aye. and then ever, like, any other time after that, it was yeah. always just bumping into each other, like, in the Carty or yeah. Socky Hall Street, or <laughs> exactly like that, aye. <laughs> so I remember you, obviously, back then, being a big, a big lad. I all maybe... Maybe, I don't know, 300 pounds or something, yeah. yeah. I've, got, I've got me in my notes there, the uh, heaviest at three, three two, two, is that right? Maybe a little bit, that's maybe a bit heavy, maybe a bit... that. It's no far off it, I was, right. I was 20, I was roughly 23 stone, but I would, ne- I would never step on the scales at my heaviest, and I would never really get right, fo- okay. photos taken yeah, at my heaviest. Yeah, I was the exact same. Um, the first time I remembered actually being on the scales, and that's actually, that was after... Like losing some weight, I was maybe twenty stone, and I'd already made like a like significant like dent in yeah, yeah. in like a weight loss like okay, cool. stage. I and I was twenty stone then, and that's from my that's like my photos are from then, yeah. and I, I was bigger like before because yeah. I'd never used to look like get my photo taken or you know I, ne- I never I never I never used to put myself out there at all yeah. like you know when I was that size like I, you know, I yeah. Uh, untagging myself on Facebook and <laughs> photos. Yeah, and that kind of Bebo stuff, back like, in, like... Okay, I know, MySpace, uh, you, see, yeah. you see yourself tagged in it and you're slapped. Aye. You know, and then you try and go on and untag yourself just because maybe you just don't like, obviously, how you were looking at that point and feeling uncomfortable with that bias or whatever. So I feel anyway. So what age were you when you were when you were overweight? I was, I was always overweight. I was overweight from a young age, right up until in my 20s. Yeah. And then I've, like, I've lost weight. I've gained some back. I've lost it again. You know, I've I've gained weight purposely back. You know, for like through sport and yeah. like purposely trying to gain weight. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I've like you know lost it again for other goals. And then, and then in the past kind of twelve months, I've actually gained some back. And now I'm now I'm back on now I'm back on board and cool, and going through it again. You know, so. Right, man. So, what was it that inspired you to, to start losing weight in the first place? Like, what 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 was the kickstart for you to go right? I really need to lose all this weight here. Funnily enough, it was because my mum started losing weight. Yeah. She was she wasn't nowhere near like as big as me. You know, just she was just you know shift work, like literally worked like maybe eighteen, nineteen hours a day. Like yeah. like from as far back as I can remember, she's still doing it now. Like, right. apart from when she takes like 
10 holidays yeah. a year <laughs> you know what i mean as a business owner yeah. she's like she's living like she's she's probably living more of a life now than what she did when we were younger but um i she she'd started doing like silly diets you know like cambridge diet and lighter life these yeah. shake diets and she'd lost like a rake of weight and back then i thought fucking hell like that's that's a good way to do it, you know? Yeah, definitely, man. <laughs> so I, uh, that, that's how I initially got into it. She was like, oh, go out and see this lady, you know, it's the Cambridge diet. Right, okay. And like, oh, thinking back now, it's, crin- it's, it's cringy, you know? Oh, I went out to this lady's, yeah, I went out to this lady's house who's, yeah. who's like massive as well. Right, okay. I'm thinking, what? Like, at the time I was thinking, what does she know about like nutrition? She was peddling these like, so, you know, weight loss right? shakes, yeah. And, uh, I did that for two weeks and lost about 17, 18 pounds in like the, in the, in a fortnight. Yeah, okay. But I felt like I f- felt like, like death. Yeah. What was, what were you doing on that diet? Was that just That's like four, sh- like four shakes a day. That's it? Yeah. No food? No food. <laughs> and then like looking back now, I've like looked at, at the time, obviously didn't know anything. I was just ignorant to, to nutrition, you know, and Looking back now, I've like looked at that like diet since the four shakes a day. You're literally on five hundred and fifty calories a day. No wonder I lost like eighteen pounds in, in in fourteen days. Yeah. But I felt like death, you know, like breath stank, migraines, you know, just lost a good bit of muscle. Oh, I, I, well, I probably didn't even have muscle back oh, then. You know, what I mean, it was just yeah, yeah. and uh, and that's when I decided like, no, I'll like not do this. Yeah, it, it kickstarted it for me. It gave me the initial boost, and then. Then that's when I kind of went on to like forums and and like was looking at you know bodybuilding.com and they found like the Chris Geffen's twelve like twelve weeks to shred, <laughs> you know like like that kind of thing you know and like that's like that's how we kind of got got into it like yeah. So what what would you what would you say that you felt were the biggest benefits of when you started to get a bit lighter, get a bit fitter? Like what was the main things that were changing in your life that you are obviously more confident being able to actually buy clothes yeah you know what I mean I don't think I wore jeans until I was in my 20s you know yeah. this is the thing like, we met at the, at the time when everybody was wearing skinny yeah, like, girls I, jeans and all this kind of stuff I had bought like, I couldn't man like I couldn't I couldn't look as cool as everyone else because I couldn't fit into those jeans that's the same man. as me I, I, had, got quite, I got really sad over that because I couldn't even shop in Topman man yeah I, I was buying I, I was buying because they didn't fit my waist, my waist <laughs> size that's the same as me I had like a 48 inch waist I think like at 48 my, 48 at my highest <laughs> you know what I mean impressive. I was buying like uh, like billabong jeans <laughs> you know <laughs> Yeah, you know what I mean? Like Quicksilver ones. And like, I was going to tailors and getting them like made skinnier in the legs so I could get them to fit the waist. So we could look like and I was buying t shirts off the back of Kerrang magazines and that because they were the only ones that came in like triple XLs and that. Yeah. Uh, like that's. So what waist size are you now? I can get in like a, a 32 skinny jeans. And that's even with like putting weight yeah. like back on this year. Yeah, because you got down there. I was, really I was down wearing like a, a 30 inch like like skinny jean yeah. like at my lightest, yeah. Impressive man, I'll put, I'll definitely put obviously <laughs> before and after picture up on the, the podcast somewhere man so folk can see the yeah, yeah, yeah. change because I'm sure, I know you said you didn't like photos getting taken when you, I've when st- you were at your head. I've still got some, yeah, I've still got some band photos pretty, from like when I was big, pretty big, yeah, because so they were unavoidable. So yeah, you just started feeling a bit more confident, a bit kind of... A bit, a bit happier, I guess, because yeah, you were able ma- to match happier, yeah. And that, and yeah, it was all down to just being able to like be a bit more comfortable in myself. Yeah. Yeah. What about the um, 
what about the the health aspect of things? Did you feel like, oh, well, obviously healthier? Did you feel more awake? Did you feel more energetic? Okay. More energetic. And I was able to concentrate more. Sleeping better. You just just generally my well being was yeah, like a much better like lease on life, so to speak. Yeah. You know, and but still like going through that, I was still. Back then, it was my early 20s, so I was still going out every weekend. It was almost like I, I, I used my <laughs> new lease on life to go out and just be more comfortable when I was oh, out, you know, right. like out in the pubs and whatnot. Yeah, Whereas before, I'd be sitting in a corner or like I wasn't very outgoing, you know, I wouldn't go and speak to people. But even though I was like confident with my like close group of friends, yeah. like out with that, I was, I I was never an outgoing person. I would have never been like sat here speaking. I would never have spoke in front of a crowd of people or yeah. or anything like nothing like that yeah. I used to like I used to skive off school people used to think I was like bad but it's like I used to skive off school because I was too embarrassed to go and like you know you do like in music you do your wee recitals yeah. on like the keyboard or recorder yeah, 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 or like yeah. you have to play like sitting on the guitar I used to just skip it because I didn't want to like do that in front of anyone yeah. and then to going from that to then being like a singer in a band to then like yeah, running a care home and now like you know being a personal trainer and teaching groups of people yeah exactly. it's like a complete like turn that's around epic, man. That's, what, that's where a lot of people get lost sometimes and getting too hung up in maybe how they look or like um not having a six pack or something like that but you know, ah, maybe see, look at the other things in life that are changing as well yeah. which is just more important than mm-hmm. the way you look because i think that um the, the confidence side of stuff or the, the as you say like you've got given like a new lease of life in that like that's that's probably in my opinion the best thing about mm. it ah, it definitely has been yeah. yeah so what was there certain things that you do now or, or started to do that you just didn't because you were like, uncomfortable or was that like with the band stuff and that came from like i definitely i would have never been confident enough i was bigger when i first was in the band but i would i was never like it was always like the jacket and the hoodie would be staying uh, on you know you I'd never, like, I'd never be anywhere in just a t-shirt. Yeah. It was always, like, didn't matter if it was, like, you're on the beach. Yeah. It was wearing, like, you know, a vest, you know, like, or or a t-shirt if you were, like, you know, like, on the beach or if you were on stage, I would always have my hoodie on or a jacket. And I always had, like, oh, like, (laughs) people like, oh, you must be roasting. Nah, I'm all right. Like, and you're absolutely drenched, you know. Like, you've you've just spent an hour and a half, like, straightening your, like, fringe, you know, (laughs) back in the day and then like it's just all like wavy and that because it was like you're literally like just like boiled because you're in a hoodie and a jacket yeah i that's it everyone's wearing shirts and that and you'd keep your jacket on yeah you're gonna put in the cloakroom nah it's all right i'll I'll just hold it because if you're holding it it's almost like it's uh, yeah that's that's what i used to do so how did you end up um like in the gym like lifting um because you've obviously spoke about your diet maybe the diet and eating side of things but how did you end up training just when I first started going to the gym, it was literally for the first maybe 10 months, I was just the guy that was going to boxer size class. And then after boxer size class, I'd spend like 90 minutes on a cross trainer yeah. thinking like cardio was the be all and end all. Yeah. And I'd be doing, I'd do a class it's like six days a week, but I was always, I was in the gym, like, like literally like seven days a week, just doing cardio until I, like one day it was, I can't remember. Was that because if it, you were was it an edu- like obsessed with it or was it because you felt you had to do it seven days? I was uh, obsessed with getting the weight loss. Yeah. That first that first year or so, that's all that like I was worried about was like the scales like and I've like 
completely like moved away from that now but back then I was just it was like an obsession like I, I needed to get like my goal was like I think my goal was 11 stone coming from like 23 stone it was kind of like people were like that oh, you're you're like people were like saying like nah that's too light you'll yeah. you'll look like you'll look like death if you yeah. get down that far and I think the lightest I did get was like 11 two and I did well did done. did look like death like I uh, I didn't I couldn't that wasn't sustainable for very long like you know I and that's one of the biggest stuff I've ever heard of. yeah and it wasn't in, I think it was my brother was one of the first people that took me to the gym to start lifting weights he was always he was always fitter like growing up he was like cross country he was you know like tennis although yeah. I although I played sports I was always overweight he was always in shape yeah. so he was he was five years older than me so he you know, as you do, as you get older, you go into the gym, lift weights. So I'd start tagging on to the gym with him. Okay. And then a few other boys kind of got into it. People from rugby, lift weights, just just like that. So I just kind of got into that and then started going on the, the forums following just your kind of generic, like as we're saying, the cricket, the Chris Geffen's 12-week program. That's probably the first one that I'd done where I properly lifted weights. And that yeah. was maybe nine years ago now. Right, okay. So yeah. you've been like early 20s then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. About 22, yeah. And uh, was that something that you'd done on your own? Were you out with friends or were you just in there yourself? Used to just go myself, yeah. There was there was boys then that, that would go to the gym and, and lift weights, but I would generally just kind of go along myself. If some of the mates wanted to come along with me, they would they would do it as well. There was a few boys that kind of went through a similar transformation, like myself. There was maybe four of us that were pretty big. I wasn't even, like, I was even the biggest, like, one of my mates at the time. And three of them, went through kind of stages of trying that Cambridge diet and, and lighter life. A lot of them yeah. actually stuck it out and lost like, you know, 10, 11 stone on it. And it, 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 I don't know. And, and like they're actually, they're actually kind of like the success stories of that kind of company because they've actually managed to sustain that weight loss and, and kept it off. Yeah, like those kind of diets are like, it's like anyone can like restrict the calories that match bits, what you do after. But they actually like, no, nah, they learned and mm-hmm. and now they're in like much better eating habits and mm-hmm. but yeah there was a few a few other boys that okay. kind of done the same thing but we generally just kind of did our own thing. So who did you start? Did you start looking up to anyone? Did you start um, like for me it was uh, it was pretty much straight away Steve Cook. I was, I was literally just, just about to I say. Just saw <laughs> I was like, I don't know him. Literally uh, just about to say I did uh, the Steve Cook like a big man on campus like program off bodybuilding dot com. Uh, people like Michael Hearn. Like, you know, you look up to people like... But those are insane physiques. But yeah, but it's back, not... I've, I've, I've maybe was... Like, I probably thought that I could have maybe looked at him in maybe a few years. But now I'm like, that's not going to happen. No, that's <laughs> it. I mean, but obviously it's good to have those role models. Yeah, that's it. Kind of make sure it's not too unsustainable. Mm-hmm. Like Michael Heron is probably a wee bit unsustainable. <laughs> 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 By a long shot, like... But, uh, yeah, it's some <laughs> Up to yeah. Those, those kind of it was like, the, the big bodybuilders. Not even just that. I most of my most of my kind of like people I followed was on on like YouTube subscriptions. Yeah. So you've got like your you know your Chris Jones. Yeah. I used to follow um like people like you know Christian Guzman. Uh, you know I don't know if you know Obese to Beast. No. No, like like just channels like channels yeah. like that. You know like yeah. that, and I still. I still like YouTube's like a big part of like uh, my daily routine. Yeah. I get up in the morning when I'm, it's you know, when I'm when I'm yeah when I'm kicking about the house, I'm watching YouTube channels, and then I kind of veered off from 
like the physique, like you know, like trying to lose weight type of thing to follow in strength athletes, yeah. and that's what I'm still kind of like interested in now. So I'm yeah. not so like hang up on like my body image and the weight and the scales. Yeah, it's still because I was so big so in the past. It's always going to be, there, going to yeah. be there. Like this year, I've kind of got crept back up to like 98 kilograms from being like in the mid 70s last okay. year, and I'm kind of thinking like, oh. I need to rein that in, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It doesn't bother me now because I know I've got the knowledge and I've got That's the ability to do it. And I know like... You know how to do it the, the safe way. Yeah, and I know like I've got a good group of clients and, you know, it's before, like when I first started, I thought like, oh, you can't be, you can't be like out of shape, you know, as a as a PT or yeah, you, can't, yeah. you can't like, you can't gain weight. Your clients will think, why are you gaining weight? Yeah, yeah. It's like, but it's not, you've got the knowledge. It's, yeah, of course, right? I mean, it's, there's no... You're better having knowledge than looking great, but not and what, not knowing. What you're doing because well, that's it. There's that is a lot, a lot of cases that I've heard. You get a lot of PTs that are like they've never they've never had to go through, you know, like any a, transformations. I it's, it's like I think it's a big thing that we can use to be honest. Both because, that's because we can relate. We can actually relate. We don't. We can't just say we can. <coughs> we can actually relate. Do you know what I mean? I think that's why I've been semi. You know successful in my first like 18 definitely. months is because definitely. I'm a relatable trainer it's like are you going to go to the guy that's n like been in shape with a six pack all his life and can kind of tell you what he does which is totally going to be like anecdotal because he's never had to be yeah, yeah. in like your shoes yeah. if you know what I mean it's like you wouldn't go to the guy that's like say like just been born and like gifted you know as like a amazing like football player or like the guy that's like like struggled and you know like built yeah, like you know yeah, like worked hard to like to get there yeah with that, totally. uh, um, so how did it then because because what i would say when i think about you and weights i think big lifts man mm -hmm. strong like i see i see your uh, well maybe not so much recently because you've been injured but <laughs> when you were when you before you got injured like you know i was looking at the weights you were doing and lifting and i was like bloody hell man yeah. it's fucking strong like was, did you go down more of the the strength through it or yeah, that, that was performance rather than aesthetics. Yeah, I, that's definitely I it was maybe three three years ago I, I sought out, you know, a powerlifting coach with the with the hopes of, you know, like competing in powerlifting. Right. Not not to be like, you know, like like placing in the competitions or just because it was what I wanted just what yeah, I wanted to want to do, you know, like I wanted to I work towards a goal. Yeah. And uh, so I got a powerlifting coach. Um and just like followed like strength training like you know programs just to I, my all my, my goal was always to deadlift 200 kilograms and be able to squat you know double body weight and bench yeah. you know like one and a half you know and i've like surpassed that goal so like like tenfold awesome, but i've never like i've never managed to You've step on I've, I've never managed to step on a platform i've always is it something you still want to do i still like? want to do that yeah it's uh last year i injured my my shoulder i've just had that surgery 14 days ago yesterday so hopefully in the new year that's something i can i can get back to like yeah so what happened the, i've had a surgery in my back that was due to a, a car crash down here on the m8 and that was three three ruptured discs in my lower lumbar when was that was that, that was four four years ago okay. that's that's how i actually first got into strength because when my surgeon done my surgery, he said like, oh, "I don't think you'll be able to, to like lift heavy weights again." Oh, really? I just kind of got on like getting started in it. Like I'd never really done like deadlifts or like squats right. or before. Just kind of like you know, like the usual like you know, you're on a Smith machine or yeah, yeah. 
you know, like bench pressing, like, you know, the, like just dumbbell bench press or like the right, like maybe like 40 kilograms in a bar, you know, I'd never really got into it. And then I just kind of started getting into it when I had the car crash and it wasn't ever diagnosed as I'd ruptured my discs. It was just all, it was muscular damage. And that went on for about 18 months until I basically couldn't, couldn't get my socks on, couldn't walk. I'd get stuck in the toilet <laughs> after like, Hayley would be out, my partner would be out at work and I'd have to phone my mum. She'd have to come around and like, you know, like embarrassing, you know, when you're 20, 25 years old, getting <laughs> phone your mum to help you get off of the toilet, yeah. you know what I mean? Because like your back had seized and, and whatnot. So I eventually had to... So you couldn't train? No, like there was like nothing. Like I would just be like out for walks. Right, okay. So that was like 18 months off of training. And then after that surgery, I got back into it. And that's when I kind of studied, you know, a lot about like rehabbing back. And like that's, I wanted to be stronger. I wanted to like actually have a strong back rather than, have a back issue, so that's that's what I wanted to like. That's what I wanted to do, and that's kind of what got me started down the path of being a trainer because I wanted to help other people that were in that in that situation as well. Not just like the weight loss, but yeah. getting stronger. Yeah, yeah totally. And uh, then the shoulder that was that was just kind of ego lifting, like so oh, to speak. Yeah. Like ah, uh, that was I was at a, a powerlifting seminar with with Robert Lav, and we were just at the end of the day, we were just all like testing our one right maxes and we we're doing overhead press. It's not even. It's not even part of the big three, you know, and one boy pushed a hundred overhead, so I was like, oh, I'll do, I'll do that as well, you know, and I managed to push press overhead, felt fine, and then the next day, I was, had my wee boy and I was down the trolley, as you do, and I swung the trolley around and just felt my shoulder just go like, uh. <laughs> Bastard, like shouldn't, have been, shouldn't even have been doing it. No, no, that's it. Like, that's what you get, mate. I no, know. no, no, that's, uh, that sucks, man, but you're on the road to recovery. Yes, I think the 12th of December is when I can I can go back into the actual gym and start like rehabbing it properly. Just now it's all resistance bands and, yeah. and just like... Frustrating? Very much. The last 18 months have been very frustrating. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I feel for you, mate. <laughs> I've been quite lucky. Um... You know, up until this point, I've never had anything major. Maybe the odd few weeks out. You yeah. Know, I've been quite lucky, but um, so you know, can't really imagine mm-hmm. how long it must how how it must feel to be out for that long. Because I, well, I would definitely struggle with the with the mental side of that. Well, that, just like that's what affects you more, and that's uh, it's, uh, it's you almost going like a wee depression. You know, and it's like, yeah, but you're still having to, you know, you tell your like if one of your clients gets injured, you tell them, oh, you know, there's still things you can do. You can still. Yeah. You can still track your nutrition. Active, you can still keep your bad. like your knee up, you know. And it's like when it happens to you, it's you, you don't have anyone there telling you to do yeah. do that kind of things. There's yeah. no one there to coach you. 100%. So you kind of go into like a wee like depression, and you get anxious, and and you do like I, I well I literally did, you know, like kind of fell off, like kind of stopped worrying about myself, and just yeah. kind of like put all my attention to like all my clients, and just kind of let myself go over the last like eighteen months. Which is great for them. Ah, yeah. Great for them, ah, yeah. for yourself. Okay? <laughs> and, uh, obviously, you've been, which is which I love that you've been listening to my podcasts, uh, which I really appreciate, man. And um, you know, you you know that I'm I'm quite you know wanting to um, you know talk about mental health yeah. and especially the benefits of um, what training, uh, <coughs> exercising, and, and diet can have on someone if. If uh, if they do have some issues there, so you've you've um, struggled with anxiety and panic attacks. Yeah, and so if you could just if you, if you'd be okay you, to talk a little bit about it, just basically how it's affected you. And nah, definitely. What yeah. kind of impact it's had on your life? Um, I'll try my best. Like, uh, so maybe it's only been the past 
I'd say 15, 16 months. Really? That is actually, that, yeah, like even, even when I was overweight, I never got panic attacks. I never, I never would say I'd suffered anxiety. Yeah, you get like anxious about certain things. But I think it's just uh, like a lot of things over the last maybe like five years, like well, four or five years kind of caught up. A lot of stuff at home with like my dad's mental health, like dealing with, he's, he's a manic depressive since I was like, I was saying before, since I was like 14, yeah. I'm 31 now, so it's that's been a long time. He's been in and out of this, I would say it's like, you know, like seeing CPNs, psychiatrists, being like, you know, like checked himself into what we call, it's like New Craig, so it's like a psychiatric hospital. Right, okay, yeah. uh, like short stays, it's not like being sectioned, he's taking himself up there if he thinks that he's not coping. Yeah. So like reviews medication and stuff like that. There's been a few manic episodes that, because my brother works away, my sister's pretty sensitive, like, to all that, so it'd be difficult for her to deal with. And then him and my mum, like, I've split up, so it's kind of left to me, you know, to deal with. Yeah. And then having a wee son, he's, he'll be four in December, but he was born three months premature as well. I think everything just kind of built up. And then last year, when everything kind of settled down, it was almost like everything kind of sunk in. Yeah. And then since then, I had, like... I wouldn't say in the last kind of four months, four or five months, I've, I've been pretty good, but like like on and off with like anxiety, panic attacks, and then like you result to like going back to like what you did when you were a teenager. It's like comfort eating, yeah. you know, binging, yeah, like yeah. things like that. Aye. Things that like cope, like like yeah, place, eh? things that like you know you used to like cope with problems with. You kind of you revert back to that. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So that is that that's just a recent thing then, man. But yeah, that's just the past. Like I would say. 18 months tops, but I wouldn't even say it's as long as that. And I think... So you've not even... We've not been able to train? No, and, that, and I think that's why so you revert... And that's... And I know it, like... I know that's why I reverted back to, you know, like... Well, I can't, I can't go to the gym and take out, you know, frustration. Yeah, can't, yeah. can't go out and stress relieve by, you know, going and doing heavy deadlifts and, you know, like squatting and, yeah. you know, actually, like, you know, expending energy, you know, like releasing the endorphins. Yeah. So it's like, what else does that... A tub of Ben and Jerry will do that, you know. What I mean, like go and go to the drive through, you know, like yeah. that, that, that does, you know, and it's it's short lived, and that's yeah. why you then you keep you keep doing it, like yeah. yeah. But again, that's what you were saying uh, just a minute ago that you know you're usually the one trying to tell other people. Yeah, I know. I yeah, like that, yeah, you know, to to help with things, but then all of a sudden it's you yeah. in that position, Aye. and and we'll. With your injury, you've not even been able to get in the gym and stuff, so it must have been pretty hard, man. Ah, definitely. So, you know, I hope that when you're back fighting fit, that, you know, you can get back in doing what you, you love doing, it helps. It's it's strange, after having the surgery, it was almost like, it was like a release, and it was almost like you're kicking yourself, because it was like, after the surgery, even though I can't, I still can't train. I've, oh, I've seen some sneaky videos. Aye, I know. I've, I've done <laughs> like I've done like a I've done a deadlift challenge like just before the surgery. Oh, I, I knew I knew that I was gonna get the surgery, so I kind of thought the sh- the shoulders fucked. We'll go out in a blast. We'll go out. And, we'll go out with a bang, and it was it was for a good cause. Um, but apart from that, like when I did the when I had the surgery, it was almost like like sat and clicked, and because I knew I couldn't train like upper body or you know I couldn't do any lifting I can't get yeah. like my shoulder like in a position for squats and I knew like oh well, what can you do you can you can walk on a treadmill you can cycle a bike you can keep your knee up but yeah. it was almost like having the injury and not having the surgery it was like 
getting it was like a crutch to kind of just use it and it was like an excuse to kind of be in that kind of place where you're like yeah. oh, I can't train no but I'll be getting the surgery soon so I'll just wait until after I get the surgery and then I'll get back to it and then as soon as, as soon as I had the surgery it was like sitting clipped and I've like been back you know I've been walking on the treadmill in between clients I've yeah. been using the bike I've been doing you know body weight leg exercise all the things I should have been doing before you know <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so you've been personal training for how long It'll be two, two years come February. Enjoying it? I I love it. Yeah. Okay. So big big question. Why did you, why did you do it? Because you know you you. It's not your full time job, so you've got the job. So obviously, it's going to be more time mm-hmm. that you're that you're uh, giving up <coughs> of your own time. Yeah. Just, uh, money, uh, you know, learning. Yeah. You know, what, why, why did you get into it? Why did you, why did you decide to go for it, even though... Just because I never had anyone there to, like, guide me through it. Yep. I made, like, lo- like loads of mistakes. <laughs> I, like, I, like, I'd need more than one hand to count, like, how many, like, of, like, fundamental things that I did wrong. Yeah. And just to be there to, like, guide... Even if it's, like, someone doesn't take my advice, just if I'm there to actually give them it when they're, re- when they're ready to do it, they'll have that knowledge. Cool. And I didn't have that for... Like maybe like two or three years like into it yeah. and like I'm st- like you know I'm only two years into my personal training career I'm st- still only like a smidgen of knowledge that, that I have you know yeah, what I mean definitely. like people think that I'm the expert but it's yeah, like I think when, I'm trying to learn every day you know I, when you get, I think when you get your qualification people that's, think that that's you just that's your PT you no that's like you can do it but that's like that's the big even, mistake to make that's not even the start of yeah. it really is it when it comes to knowledge and especially in the minefield is nutrition and, mm-hmm. and, uh, and training so um, so you'd basically just do it helpful yeah right? yeah I'd literally just main, do that's I'm just like passionate about it it's my, which I think is very very my Monday to Friday is is running a care home and then my my evenings are all clients I do two classes a week and then come January I'm going to be starting a like a beginner's barbell group just to get people like like on yeah people get in like in free weights yeah. to kind of keep people like not keep them off the machines but get them more comfortable yeah, in the gym yeah, yeah. Totally, yeah. so what's a, what's a typical week for you then when it comes to because <laughs> obviously two jobs you've got a, you've got a child yeah you've got a partner like what's a typical typical week is Monday through Thursday, waking up at 6 a.m. So then my partner leaves for work at like 5 to 8. So we're both up. We're both up before 6 most mornings. Yeah. Same with my son. He wakes up. Um, I spend the morning with him until about 9, till either my mum or my partner's mother comes around and they, they babysit until he goes to nursery, which is at 12. Yeah. So I'm working maybe 9 till half three four. And then I drive through to Inverness, which is a 15-mile drive. And I've got clients from 4 till 8, most nights, sometimes 9. And then it's home. And then Fridays, I take off from, like, my full-time job. And I spend from, like, 7, 8 o'clock in the morning till 8 o'clock at night. Like, pretty much, like, 11, 12 sessions that day. Amazing. And then Saturdays and Sundays, completely, completely off, yeah. (laughs) Ah yeah, yeah. How do you well obviously you do it because you enjoy it. Um, but what what's your what's your favourite thing about 
coaching folk and, and helping folk? Or? Just seeing the, their progression. Yeah, yeah, like I would, I'd quite happily not, like I, I, I do quite happily some days not like do a session myself because someone else is like, oh, can you fit me in at such and such a time? Yeah. And I think, sometimes I think, oh, that's when I was going to do, <laughs> like the last 80 months has been grand because it's not as if I could do yeah. much. So yeah. it's, I kind of used it as like, oh, well, I could do them instead of like, you know, doing some cardio, but now that it's like next year, I'm going to have to f rethink that and think I will maybe have to, you know, yeah. quieten down a bit because I want to concentrate a bit more on me. I want yeah, to totally. not work as hard and that's, yeah. and that's something like I'll, I will have to like, you know, consider going into the new year yeah, is, really. is taking a bit more time for myself because the last kind of 18 months, I haven't. Yeah, and that's yeah. What, what's your, uh, what's your plan for when you get back into the gym? What are you going to, what you're going to be going to do? You're just going to be going and trying to get in heavy again? Or? No, no, not. Uh, not I'm going to. Behave yourself. <laughs> I'm going to behave myself this time a bit more physique focused, even if it's just for you know the first half of the year, kind of get my body yeah. weight back down. I was comfortable around 75, 78 kilograms, yeah. and even like at 78 kilograms last year, I was pulling three times body weight deadlift. So it's that was two two forty deadlift at 78 kilograms. I'm nice man. That's like to get I don't think I'll probably get back as back to that kind of strength anytime soon but that'll be the goal is get back down to about 78 kilograms yeah. and still still lift relatively heavy but be a bit more kind of like health and physique kind of focus rather than just yeah, focusing on like numbers in the bar what um what's your, what's your or how do you find dieting um, now that you've got the knowledge of the best well not so the best way but and in, in, uh, in maybe our opinion I'm, I'm very I'm very flexible I I fit I can fit things into my diet like every day when yeah. I don't I don't see the need for cheat days like saying the guy that's just had about like 18 months worth of them like but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but like yeah there's <laughs> I've certainly no need now but yeah when I am dieting it's I just I just track my macros I, I manage to fit things in for my clients, I do the same thing. It's if they've never done it before and they're struggling to grasp, you know, tracking macros. It's it's a calorie and protein goal. Yeah. And once they get comfortable with that, I add in a fiber goal, so then they can they're not just making horrendous choices yeah, when it comes yeah. to carbs. Yeah. And they can kind of play around with their carbs and fats, as long as they're not going really low fat, especially the women. You know, it's I I kind of give them a little bit more you know flexibility, so it's yeah. not. It doesn't. It's not something that's going to like they're going to do for ten weeks and then think, oh no, fuck this, I'm, I'm bored yeah, or definitely, man. like, and then they go off and binge. You know, like all the things I would tell myself is what I <laughs> tell my clients. Yeah, you know? yeah definitely. So do, you, do you struggle with the with the restriction aspect, just in regards to like obviously staying in a calorie deficit? I don't. Just, I don't uh, struggle with staying in a calorie deficit, but I've had coaches in the past that have given me like a meal plan and within like two weeks I'm like meshing them saying here I'm not like and then can I swap can I swap this or can I swap yeah. that or can I just total this up to find the macros and just follow the macros and the guy's just like I'll do what you fucking want right. and that's like been as recent as like a year ago because I thought like oh I'm just going to get a, like an online coach and well, that was you know I think they were probably I've just getting some, fed up mad stories about people saying that, you know, if you don't eat this at that time, oh, I've, I, that you, it won't work. You know? I had that, <laughs> I had that off them, but it was kind of like, I prefer you just stuck to this and that because there's a reason why I've given you that food. Yeah, yeah. But I'm like, well, I, 
I'm kind of a bit more in the know than the the average person. Yeah. So I'm a, like I was asking, well, why? And there was no reason why, you know. So, yeah, it's, totally. so I was like, why can't I just just have the same macros, but yeah. have a bit more choice? And then eventually, it was just kind of do what you fucking want. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, just do what you want. Wait, take your money back. <laughs> so like, I and I know I know PTs that give out like set meal plans, and it's yeah. they they get good results, but I see their clients after, and the results aren't sustained. I, yeah, I think it. I think obviously, maybe, well, like everything, it's quite an individual thing because I would say that the way, the way, the way I work with the clients in regards to freedom of eating what, trying to get them to eat what they enjoy, but sticking within certain goals, yeah. obviously, or you know, can't just eat whatever they want as long as it's healthy because that doesn't work either. But um, I think that sometimes the the freedom. Is almost a bit too much. For Freedom can't be too much, yeah. Um, and they need that bit of like guidance, just not even more guidance, just basically they just, they just want told what to do yeah. it's easier, and that works for some people. But um, I find that most people it doesn't because it's certainly not long term. Fed up, you yeah. know. You know, you can't you can't really just keep eating the same thing all the time. No, um, as you say, because it won't be sustainable, which is the biggest thing. So I would definitely say that. Um, that's a, in my opinion, not works most of the time. But what would you say is some of the biggest nutrition myths that you see online on uh, people's or people's Instagrams, Facebook, magazines, whatever? What would you say like the ones that stick out to you that quite annoy you? Um, the my biggest there's some, there's some absolute nuts. Biggest ones like there. don't eat carbs after like five pm, or even just carbs so, or even just I, carbs I, in general. You know, like carbs are bad. It's yeah, yeah. That one like grinds my gears like. I think it's quite um, I think it's quite damaging uh, mm-hmm. to tell people that carbs are bad or they make you put on weight because you know all it's going to do is make people scared to mm-hmm. eat carbs so they'll maybe restrict them to the point where they all they want is carbs and yeah they, and then, then that's then that's when you binge health. yeah I've done it you know yeah definitely been there we all have, have but um, yeah, that, is a, that is probably one and yeah. I, I see it I literally see it and I hear it like daily when you ask someone have you, like how's your day been I've been pretty good I've not had any bread I've not had this yeah, I've not yeah. had that and I'm always saying why not Yeah. and they're like oh because I'm being good it's like okay <laughs> like, sometimes I honestly don't know like how, and this isn't my clients but it's like other yeah. people you know uh, like I'm just generally maybe speaking at a class or uh, I could be speaking to someone at my job because they know they know I do PT on the side and they always come and they try and get like, you know, the, the advice, you know, just like they come up to the office and they maybe ask yeah, like, yeah. oh, what should I be doing? I'm like, oh, give me a, you know, give me a shout and I'll get you in for a consultation. But yeah, they yeah. want that, they want that free, like, yeah. they want that free time for I'd sit down and, you know, and just like tell them exactly what to do. And yeah, it's like, yeah. it's not as easy as that. Yeah. And you get people that's like, oh, yeah, I'm being very good. I'm just having, you know, having this and having that. I don't eat bread or I don't eat biscuits. And I'm like, God, you, 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 you don't eat that. I'm like no, I definitely do. You know, yeah. like I, I just track it. You know, yeah, and uh, that, and then, like the people that that are in the know, but that tell like tell you things like that. That's actually probably like worse than yeah. like not knowing as people that have actually got qualifications and yeah, kind of tell you that kind of information. And I know plenty of people that do that. I know because it, it, it does happen. Yeah, it does yeah. Happen, man. Like, um, but at the end of the day, I think obviously a lot of it is they're just you know they're. 
a business or supplementation or whatever it may be that there's money to be made by mm-hmm, yep. doing that kind of thing but it obviously can be quite uh, quite misleading because you know it's hard to it's hard being a coach when you're trying to you're trying to get across better habits to people to try and get them to get out of a mentality where they feel they need to need restrict to, like, things yeah. or they can eat things or if they do eat it they've failed and all the rest of it and then you're trying to you're trying to get this through to them but then somebody in their work goes again tells you that tells them the exact opposite mm-hmm. or somebody in their work says that they've got a PT and they're not allowed carbs why yeah. are you eating carbs or they'll go on Instagram and somebody's posting something about uh, you need to eat six meals a day all this kind of stuff and it just it's always messing with our heads man you know what I mean uh-huh, yeah. um, and it can be quite hard to because you can understand why they're questioning what you tell them because they're just getting told the opposite thing but some, I, it's just there's, a, there's so much there's so much crazy info out there man mm-hmm. but it doesn't have to be as mental as what some folk make out to be because the basis of you know the fat loss is it's calorie deficit it's energy yeah, exchange and um, obviously yeah what you're eating is a major part of that mm-hmm. but the the fact of the matter is it's your energy exchange it's going to make the difference but it's it's a uh, everyday life that makes it difficult uh, yeah, uh, yeah. what would your top tips be for people who are trying to avoid junk food uh, to, because you know if uh, you know can calories can get way out of control too easily yeah. or getting caught um parties and stuff like that like, like most what, of the what, what, what would you say for them to, to to try and stay on track with their with being in a calorie deficit consistently if my if my clients know they've got say they've got a birthday on at the weekend i'll ask them you know like give, give me some notice because we can we can account for that day yeah. you know we can make your deficit a little bit lower throughout the week you can you can cut back that day and then you know go back to it like the next night because one one night isn't going to break you know months of hard work yeah and but by putting so much pressure on thinking like that night's going to like be such a hindrance that's what's going to cause the stress which is going to lead to you know the it will lead to the downfall because yeah you're going to go you're going to go mad on that night and then the next day you're going to be either really hungover or you're going to feel so guilty about you know maybe having two pieces of birthday cake or having like an extra trip to the buffet and then that, that day is then going to be sabotaged but you're going to think, oh, fuck it, I'm going to start again on Monday. Yeah. And then you're going to do the next thing, you're going to do that on Sunday. Either that or I get clients all the time that have got, they tell people I'm on a diet and as soon as you tell someone I'm on a diet because someone else doesn't want to feel guilty for what they're doing, they try and force what they're doing on you. Yeah. So if, you know, like someone wants to bring in a box of donuts to the office they're bringing that box of donuts in because they don't want to feel guilty eating them. They want everyone to be eating them. Yeah. So they come along and like, here, have a donut. You know, it's like, yeah. I, bought, I bought two boxes of Krispy Kremes. I was down in Glasgow at the weekend shopping. Yeah. Here's here's a donut. And if you're saying, no, no, I'm not having one, I'm on a diet. Oh, so-and-so's on a diet, they're not having a donut. And then you think, oh, fuck it, everyone else is having one. I'll have one. Yeah. And then that feeling of guilt kind of creeps in. And I, I just, that may be not for everyone. I'm speaking from like, you know, my own experiences as well and that's like and I think that's where I find it easier like speaking from my experiences when I'm speaking to like my clients because it's like I've made loads of mistakes so I always say you know let I've made like 10 like you know 20 years of like you know nutritional mistakes and like bad habits 
So like, let me <laughs> tell you what not to do, yeah. and like, like you'll you'll get on much better, yeah, like definitely. type thing. Like I. What about um, what about mistakes that people might make when they're first joining the gym? You know, when they haven't been ever, or they've not been for years, and they and decide you know it's time to 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 change, and then they join the gym. What 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 would you what big mistakes do you see people making when it comes to that initial starting off part? You see people dive. It's January, yeah. it's be a lot you see people diving into like things that are like way beyond what they what they should be doing you know they're in the gym six six days a week they're going like two three hours a session yeah. they're spending you know like they're maybe going to a class and then after the class they're doing what i used to do they used to go and spend like you know 90 minutes in a cross trainer it's it's overkill you <laughs> know it's yeah. uh you get people that are like not lifting with good form they're just they see everyone else doing it they see the guys like you know that it like it's such a, like, a social media culture now so they're seeing the exercises on instagram on youtube that are going in and they're they're squatting on Bosu balls and you know, just like just like it's like they're trying all like they're trying all the stuff they see on social media, where it's like if you've never been to the gym before, you don't have to, you know, go long term with a personal trainer, but even if you want to hire one for two or three sessions to get fundamentals down, you know, because yeah. that's like the basics is where like what matters. And that's yeah. where you're gonna like that's where you're gonna build from. Yeah, definitely, man. I think like there's sometimes uh, I'm looking at some workout videos, man, and like some of the exercises you see are just kind of like, what's that? <laughs> like, bring it back to basics and Aye. do the movements that are guaranteed That's for it. success. And they might not be fancy or sexy, but, I mean, it's going to give you results. And it, I think that sometimes people just think that um, basic or basic is bad because... Because it doesn't not, look cool. Ah, it's not fancy enough or we're thinking, oh, well, I, I, I can't do that because... I've been doing that. I need. I need to figure out another way to do it. But if you're progressing on those bigger movements, yeah. I haven't seen, um, you know, the the changes in my physique since I've started deadlifting properly mm-hmm. um, and, and heavier. I've uh, I've been I've been brilliant. Whereas uh, before, I maybe was looking for, you know, just something. I don't know, just maybe it was, well, one, I was a wee bit scared of deadlifts, yeah. to be honest, but, like, I was I was maybe looking for, like, fancy workouts or fancy back exercises to do when um, I was missing out on... Your rows and one of the big chins back, the big and, bend, yeah, the, the yeah. rows and the deadlifts and pull-ups. Yeah, chins, yeah, so like pull-ups, yeah. yeah. So, um, I think that, that can be an issue as well. Um, so, what would you say, what would you advise on somebody... Like in the gym, basically, like for that initial starting point, what would you say to them to to be looking at, like in regards to how many times a week to start off with, and what should the basis of the training? If be? you're if it's your first starting out in the gym, either if you can't afford to hire a personal trainer, you know, research, you know, like the compound movements, you know, multi joint movements, your squats, your deadlifts, your bench press, your rows, chin ups, you know, things that are you know burning a lot of calories, you know, the compound movements. Just do two two days a week to begin with, you know, full body workouts, work up to three. And once, you know, once you're confident in the movements and you're actually like, acclimated to the gym, then you can look into more complicated, you know, push-pull legs, you know, like upper-lower splits. It, it doesn't have, you don't have to dive straight into, you know, six days a week. And obviously, if you're natural, 
you don't like stay away from the, the six seven days like you know like the bro kind of splits your your chest and triceps your back and biceps it's it's not. It's well, not. It's not optimal. Sometimes not even. It's not as much as two muscle groups. <laughs> yeah, chest workout. Chest right, yeah. And, like for me, you know, I've tried that. I've done it for years. I, you know, and, and when you I don't progress. Training muscle groups twice, maybe three times a week. I definitely. That's where you see the biggest results. Yeah. Definitely got progress more from that, but I think it's just so common for people to think a muscle group. Yeah. But if you think about that, it's because you're you're training six days a week. You're obviously and, you're obviously doing better. But what if um. But what if you miss a session that week? You're missing a muscle group. Exactly. Or, um, it obviously puts a lot of pressure on you to to go well, say six days a week, and sometimes that's just it, not that's optimal for people. Even someone that's like that wants to be in the gym every day. I don't want to train six days a week. Yeah. You know what I mean? I I want to be able to rest, and that's when you're resting. That's when you're going to recover. That's when you're going to grow. If you're if you're trying to grow, totally. that's that's when you're going to grow. Um, you need rest. If you're not resting, you're not going to recover properly. You're not going to get the most out of your sessions. And if you're only training legs every Sunday, no wonder you've got DOMS <laughs> Monday to Wednesday because yeah. you're, they're not getting the stimulus they need, you know, like yeah, totally. as as frequently, you know. Yeah, 100%, man. Um, when I'm starting a client, I'll always, I'll never st- have any more than three sessions to mm-hmm. me just because I need to know that they can hit those three sessions. Some people will sit and say, yeah, I want to go four, five, six times, but I'll be saying three five, times. Three. Show me you can do it. Show me you can be consistent. And then we'll maybe move up to four, upper lower, push, pull, whatever. But, um, and even if they get to that point, I mean, you bring it back, that's okay as well. Like, you know, if you're doing five days a week and then your circumstance changes and you can only go three times a week, it's not mm-hmm. an issue with that. Um, you just change your routine to something different that's more optimal for those three I, days, like the full bodies. And then I don't even think three days consistent. is, I think three days is more than that for your for your average person just wanting to, you know, Aye, gain a bit of muscle, you know, be stronger, Definitely. even like lose weight. Three days is a, three days is a lot. Mm. If you're in there for three, day, three sessions up to 90 minutes a session, that's... That's ample time. And think about all that recovery time. Exactly, <laughs> aye. And then on your days off, just you know, getting your steps and just being more active in general. You know, because you know what's the saying? Like, eat less, move more. If it comes to weight loss, you yeah. know. And well, that's another thing that I was going to want to talk about, man. Like, I think walking and general activity is really underrated yeah. for losing body fat. Yeah. Because it's not going nuts in a gym, but. What what's your thoughts on that? Basically? Yeah, that's and all my all my clients. As soon as they as soon as they start, I'm saying if you've if you've got a Fitbit or everyone's got a smartphone, you know you've yeah. got my fitness pal. You get apps like Pacer, you know, yeah. aim for aim for ten thousand steps a day, and some maybe only start and they're only getting five thousand steps a day. Well, aim for seven eight thousand. Yeah. Gradually build that app, and I've got clients now that I'm you know I've got a Fitbit. They're on my they're on my fit that we start like a weekly challenge, yeah. the step challenge, and I like I like throw out little challenges like if you can beat my steps, yeah, like like for every day this awesome week, then you get free sessions. Yeah, you know, yeah. I I do little things like that. Yeah. I've never had to give out free sessions yet, like so. <laughs> <laughs> but it's made me walk a lot. <laughs> what would the what your tips be to somebody who's not moving enough? It's like, just what, you know you take the stairs if if you if you're in the shopping center there's elevators escalators take the stairs you know. If you're on this later, walk up it. You know what I mean. Yeah. Um, if the shop's only five ten minutes away, and you're if you're in the habit of, you know, taking the car down to the shop to to get your paper to get get some shopping, just go out for a walk. You know, on your lunch break, if you get an hour at work, 
don't sit at your desk, you know, like watching YouTube videos, you know, texting your mates, you know, watching Instagram. Go and do that while you're walking. Everyone, everyone can walk, you know. Yeah, well, not everyone can walk, but if you can, <laughs> there's nothing stopping you. <laughs> yeah, uh, but uh, yeah, just walking simple. It's it's not gonna, you know, it's not gonna like you know break the energy balance. It's not gonna, it's not gonna cause you any, you know, you know, like. Gone like a lot fatigue. Of people feel they need to run. No, they, a lot you, of you don't they like. Yeah. They need to start running, and you know I'm gonna go and run. You know, out with the, the gym sessions, and sometimes I'll just be like, why don't you go and walk? Yeah, just like, walk. It's a, uh, it's a lot. Unless your your goals to get really fit, and mm-hmm. run a ten k or a marathon, maybe that's cool. But if it's not, and you don't enjoy running, go and walk. Walk a bit longer than what you would uh, run, obviously. But you know, it's if you walk five k and run five k, you're still doing five k. Well, that's it. Just taking you longer. Before I hurt my shoulder, I was up at, I purposely tried to, that was when I was getting the coaching and I hadn't deadlifted 200 kilograms before, I hadn't squat 200 kilograms before, and I was purposely trying to gain weight because I thought more body weight yeah. meant, you know, better leverages for for pulling, you know, for, you know, for, for squatting more. So yeah. I, I got up to 110 kilograms and eventually, you know, <laughs> managed to squat 210 kilograms and yeah. I deadlifted 200 for the first time and I was benching. 130 but then I was you know fat again 110 kilograms yeah. and over the course of the the year after without any cardio other than walking I didn't step on one piece of CV equipment that year I went from 110 kilograms down to 75 and that was and that's that was like that that was just my that was possibly like the best year of lifting that was when I got at you know the like the 242 yeah. dead and whatnot. The lightest I was was 75 kilograms, but when I pulled the heaviest, I was 78. And then the, under 78, it was like diminishing the lifts, yeah. <laughs> you know? So, but uh, yeah, and that was without cardio. That was maybe like a couple of hit sessions doing Tabata exercises. So, you know, like bodyweight squats, you know, yeah. like things like mountain climbers, burpees, Not like just like, yeah, just like little things, you know, like like three or four rounds of, at Tabata exercise. Yeah. Nothing crazy. There was no, no cross trainers, no spin bikes, no rowers, no... Honestly, no running. I don't. Think I've, I don't think I've ever ran since I stopped playing rugby, and that was when I was like fifteen. Yeah. And even that was short bursts. You know, it's like I've never been a runner. I'd, yeah. I'll, I'll never. I, I never want to be. You know, I never. Yeah, yeah. It's not like it's not one of my goals. But yeah, you can lose weight. You can course, man, like, without that. I, I try and promote walking so much, man. But people think I'm fucking crazy, <laughs> honestly. But I'm just like, like people go. I just moved house. And then I was a 20 minute walk to work, which mm-hmm. is not bad, but I'm now 40 mm-hmm. to 45. And um, people say, how are you getting to work from your flat? I'm walking. I'm walking. You're walking? Oh, why? It's, just, it's not that long. Like, it's 40, nah, it's not. Minutes. Like, if I was to go on the bus, it'd probably take me, with the amount of times the bus stops and the route it goes, it'd probably take me about 25. So 15 minutes extra, and I'm burning an extra 300. Yeah, aye, that's it, able to have more time to listen to music, podcasts, That's what I like. or an audiobook to learn or just to de-stress or mm-hmm. um, like music really helps me just um, just kind of like get in my own kind of zone and not, not worry about like other things so like it's not even just the calorie burn for me it's the, it's the mental side of things that walking does for me because if I walk into work after a podcast or some music I'm in a much better place better than if I just sat on a bus half asleep 
and kind of yeah, come definitely. And then come into work, whereas I come in just a more motivated person if I if I walk. Obviously, the weather in Scotland isn't ideal at this time of year, and sometimes the weather's that bad that I do get the bus. But when I can, I will walk it, man. And I think that is really such an underrated thing for fat loss and for people's mindsets. Well, that was well. that was me today. I knew I was going to be sitting on a train to Glasgow. Yeah for like four hours and I'm going to be sitting on a train to come back and then we're sitting here just now. Yeah. I've had no real opportunity to, to do much yeah, but I've yeah. got my Fitbit on and when I got to Glasgow instead of getting a taxi, you know, up Duke Street to, to go and see a friend to get my hair cut, I walked up Duke Street walk, yeah. and then walked back to here to yeah. the top of Bath Street and that's 12,500 steps just done Just done in Glasgow, you know, like today. I maybe done about 900 steps prior to getting onto that train. And I've still got to walk back down to the train station, uh, so it's grand. Like, <laughs> um, so what about your son? Like, what's uh, have you got him doing any squats yet? <laughs> no, well, he's he's got perfect form in the squats. Like, aye, but no, uh, he'll be four in December. So you mentioned he was uh, premature. Yeah, he was like, three months premature. Three months. Yeah. So, bloody hell, that must have been, that must have been hard, man. Like, Very much so, that, yeah. Uh, he was in hospital for the first, like, five months of his of, of his life, yeah. He was born down in Edinburgh. We were rushed down to hospital um, on the 19th of December. He was born on the 23rd. Well, he was delivered on the on the 23rd, like, an uh, emergency kind of, emergency job, like, yeah. uh, um, and he were in Edinburgh for, for five weeks, and then he was transported when he was big enough up to Merness, and he was in Inverness until in the special care baby yeah. unit there until till he was able to come home. Aye. Aye, he's grand. He's in nursery. He's uh he's a wee kinda like child genius. He's autistic. Nice. Aye. He's so his communication isn't like isn't the best, but he communicates well with us, but yeah. he's like his spelling is and like numbers and things are like of well, like a primary two would be like a like a six seven year old, and he's like gonna be four in like December. Like, that uh, for you, aye, no mine, no, <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. Like, no. Did um, did having a kid change like your outlook on life, man? Very much like, so. Yeah, it's made me like things? like as I was saying before, like before I'd be like drinking every weekend. I didn't really care. Like, I didn't have any. I I worked. I worked hard. I wasn't just like I was like a team leader in the care home, and I would work maybe four like 14 hour shifts a week and then for then the f- three days after that I was either you know down here you know out in the piss or at home yeah. in the pub there were I had no I had no drive to do anything other than just like I'd go into work I'd do my work but once I left work it was just like get drunk I did do some like training and that was it wasn't for like it wasn't like to be like oh because I wanted to be a personal trainer or I wanted to have any goals it was literally just to try and to stay, keep the off to keep the weight off, so I could still wear nice clothes and still go out and be comfortable. That yeah. was that was that was the that was the yeah. drive. Then there was no, there was no kind of like, oh, I want to save and, you know, get a mortgage or you know like buy a car yeah. or, and then like all my friends were like they, they were kind of like, most of them, had careers you know offshore. They'd cars. They were like their own their own place and whatnot. Yeah. I moved down to Glasgow to live with my brother. He was offshore, so it was like have my own flat you know down here and then when he came back you know we never really like we didn't gel we're, like stay in the same flat together so i'd move back move back home and then yeah. come back down to glasgow it was just like there was no kind of no drive there was no had no passion in life and then when i met my partner Haley, even before like adam was born he's he'll be four next month but i'd say seven years ago 
like when I met Haley, I, I yeah. kind of grew up a lot. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Good to hear the wee man's doing well. Yeah. And uh, that's ideal, isn't it? Having a, a child's birthday at Christmas. <laughs> Smart, like, aye. <laughs> to We're sometimes tempted just to put it to his due date, which is the 10th of March, aye. okay? But aye, we, stick with it. aye, we stick with it. So he gets his birthday presents and then he gets his Christmas presents like two days later, like, no aye. <laughs> what would your biggest piece of advice or what would you say to somebody who was maybe in the position that you were? when you were at your heaviest and you felt uncomfortable and unmotivated and just not happy with yourself, you're kind of thinking, God, if I, I'd need to lose six, seven, eight, nine, ten stone, it's too much, I can't do it. Um, what, you know, from you, from your sitting mm-hmm. there, what went through it, you can, you're now coaching other people, you're fit and active, you know, I'm the same. Hence why we're, we're doing what we do, man. But uh, you know, if anybody's listening to this, who's maybe in that position of what I just said, what what would you what would you say to them to, to tell them that you can do it, man? What what would your bit of advice be, man? Just like don't wait for don't wait for Monday. Just make a start. It doesn't. It, you don't have to focus on the ten stone. You don't have to focus on the end goal. Make make smaller, more sustainable goals if it's. If it's you want to, you know, fit into a pair of jeans that's maybe like one size, you know, smaller than what you're currently in. If you just want to lose, you know, like two pounds, you know, make smaller goals yeah. along the way that will reach you to your bigger, like your bigger goal. And don't be, don't be embarrassed because most gyms you go into, nobody's, nobody's watching you because they, they've probably been, like the majority of people have been, like they've felt like you in some way, whether it's, the skinny guy that wants to get bigger, whether it's, you know, someone else that's been, you know, in my shoes, it was obese and I wanted to get, you know, slimmer. Um, if it's the guy that just hasn't, hasn't got a clue what he's doing, you know, it could be someone recovering from an illness, an injury, you know, everyone's got their own reason for being there. Not everyone's going to be like judgmental. Yeah. yeah. I do believe in yourself. Yeah, that's anyone, it, yeah. Anyone, me and you. Well, if I, if I can do it, then literally like, anyone can and I've seen people that are they were in a, a lot worse position than, than I was like do better than what I've done so it's it, it is doable definitely man um, what's your goals for the next maybe a couple of years like obviously you are where you are at the moment and with your with your job and your, your business man what's what are you thinking um, uh, fitness goals I'm gonna get back down into like 78 kilograms still be able to lift heavy and then career wise I'm in the new year I'm definitely going to sign up for the advanced coaching academy to go through it with Phil Lerney nice. I've been thinking about it for the past year and just kind of thinking oh, I don't have time blah blah like you know just putting it off and in the new year I'm going to take more time for myself and be a bit like a little bit more selfish towards you know like my time I'm not going to take on like new clients in the new year I'm just going to stick with the people that I've got yep. I've got a good group of clients and just going to concentrate on them and take a bit more time to you know further my learning and you know concentrate on family life like brilliant man yeah sounds good where can people find you Um, they can find me on Instagram you need to check I do. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm nobody. I'm not very good at the social media. I'm getting a little bit tagged, better. I think you tagged the wrong person earlier, by the way. Because I never got a notification, and it came up me. So 
I think uh, you've tagged the wrong DC. Yeah, I'm not very good at social media. Mine is uh, form under slash and under slash function. What's an under slash? Underscore. Underscore, there we go. (laughs) See, I've told you I'm rubbish at it. Uh, It's form and function fitness. You'll you'll find it. Um, I've tagged you. Aye, exactly, aye. And I'm on Instagram and Facebook, yeah. Anything else? Uh, nah, not really, yeah. And can I get dirty Snapchats on you? I, I do have a Snapchat, aye. I do have a Snapchat. Is this one? Nah, not really. It's just normally like selfies of me sitting in the toilet. Alright, that's fine. We'll, <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll not put that one out there then, man. Um, anything else you want to talk about, man? Anything that's on your mind at all today? Um, honestly, I came in... I ask, I, people, ask people this and nobody ever... Nah, I, I, say, I came in with people are like, wanting, like my mate's like, oh, what are you going down to talk about? I honestly came in with no... like. Like idea of what would like what we were going to speak about. I obviously I knew we were I going to speak tell, about. I don't tell <laughs> obviously knew we were going to speak about weight loss. I always, uh, obviously knew we'd touch on anxiety because I've obviously posted about it on my social media. Yeah. Um, but nah, I honestly didn't. I didn't think because I was kind of thinking like, fuck, what are we going to speak about? I think obviously it's. A, I do. I, I appreciate that is um, maybe a wee bit kind of like scary for people coming on because I don't show you the questions of what I'm going to ask. Because ah, I was meshed in asking, so what do you want to talk about? Because <laughs> I, I, wanted, I wanted to have things to, to answer with, yeah, you know? Yeah. So if I'd known, I would have been like, oh, yeah. I'd, have, I'd have had much better answers. What's your goals for the podcast? Just to get um, some as epic conversations and uh, people's stories man uh, you know everybody's got their own story um, we're going to get Mark in here with yeah, the Borat right. Mankini on <laughs> I don't yeah. know about that mate but Mark is uh, <laughs> Mark is coming on in two weeks ah oh, nice now, nice so I'm, I'm, I'm going to see him tomorrow he's in the gym um, I'm going to train with TJ tomorrow but uh, <laughs> but I just trying to get some uh, other people's stories out there because everybody can uh, relate to somebody else's story. Yeah. Yours is different to mine, TJ's is different to yours, everybody's got T- their own thing going on man. TJ's episode and Hot John's were like, they were like, the, they've been the highlights of my, like your podcast, Thanks, like so far I loved listening to Hot right. John's one, there was like, there was moments in that when I was thinking I was there that night. Yeah. <laughs> was there were stories there and I, 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 I meshed them after saying like, probably don't remember me because uh, it was always like yeah. you were drunk and I was drunk and he made a box and I've looked at your photos I remember you did you used to be fat <laughs> it's like yeah I used, I used to be fat <laughs> uh, no but it's been good man it's um it was a scary thing to start up didn't know if anyone was going to listen didn't know if anyone was going to care but um getting people on is has been really good man because most of the time it's just been an open phone well every time it's been an open phone conversation mm-hmm. people have got their stories out there they are because uh, as you know everybody's got their own opinions I definitely are yeah training so just their their opinions on what works for them or mm-hmm. how, what could potentially work for other people and uh, it's just yeah it's just all about getting getting good stuff out for people who will take something from mm-hmm. you know what I mean and because podcasts were massive for me when I was trying to learn and trying to What's understand it? or get motivation from yeah. them so um, because as much as uh, we all like or not we all but a lot of people like, love music and stuff like that like I think that podcasts are something different you know, I, when you've I spend time. more time personally listening to podcasts than what I do music I, these I do days now, I and I was massive like still big into music and that's what I listen to when I'm 
in the gym, oh, but training. Yeah. But if I'm driving, if I'm walking, if I'm just if I'm doing anything else, if I'm yeah. in the kitchen, if I'm you know in between clients, I'm I'm listening to a podcast, whether it be a fitness one or a comedian, but it's it's generally a fitness related one. So it could be like Shredded by Science, it could be. Yeah. AJ Morris, it could be like some, you know, someone along that line. Yeah, and it's, I'm massive on it at night time, man, because yeah. I can sometimes struggle to switch off at night. I fall asleep because the podcast. I get in from work really late and then I'm eating and then I'm going to bed pretty much. So, yeah, podcasts help me kind of doze off and then I just pick it up the next day. Yeah, that's what I do. Work or whatever. But, um, but I, it's just, it's been fun so far, man. And uh, just looking forward to carrying it on, getting more people on doing the odd one by myself, talk about my own experiences and just trying to just trying to help folk, man. Alright. Have you got many uh, fitness related goals for next year? Me? Apart from tomorrow's. I do, mate. Um, big well, PB. Tomorrow is uh, uh, going for a big, a big Put it out there like it'll happen. I'm um, a wee bit a wee bit shaking it to be honest. But that'll be tomorrow. That's just because my triathlon finished in mid-September so it all, in October I could um, really start focusing on the, on the gym stuff again because as much as I can I'll always keep up my my weight training when I'm training for triathlon it does it's, 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 it does it's difficult change. yeah it's, it's hard mate you know when I've been out a 10k run uh, the previous night you know my legs and then are you're cycling sore. you're swimming cycling <laughs> swimming my body's sore always man so like doing big uh, heavy lifts. you're not you're not going to perform optimally if you're if you're doing so much endurance uh, work, you know. Definitely, man. So like my 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 weight training drops at that point, so it's picked back up, and I've tried to get to some serious weight for me on again. So I'm going to test that tomorrow, and then next year I'm going to be focusing on um, weights and lifting heavy the rest of the year, just keeping my cardio ticking over. Next year it's going to be half Ironman. Yeah. Half Ironman next year. I was playing with the idea of just going into full Ironman next year, but I want to give myself because of the way I want to do it, man. I don't want to. I'm not turning into a triathlete. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm not going to stop weight training. I want to keep trying to get a wee bit bigger, a wee mm-hmm. bit bigger, a wee bit bigger. And, <laughs> Difficult um, when you're putting in so many miles on a bike and it it, on the road, like you know. Yeah, it's just a lot of a lot of calories, a lot of hard work, a lot of calories. But because I'm doing it like that, I'm going to do half first. Aye. And then possibly another crazy thing next year, but I'm not going to confirm that just yet until I get it all signed up and stuff. Um, and probably at some point next year, just work on uh, strength and deadlifts mm-hmm. again and try and whatever I do tomorrow, try and better that. Yeah. I need to better my squat, man. My squat's not moved in fucking ages. I just haven't put the I just haven't put the the work in for it, and so I can't really complain about it. But my squat and my bench hasn't hasn't really moved. My deadlift has moved dramatically since working more with TJ. Yeah. But my squat and my bench hasn't. But that's just because I haven't. I put, put as much put, yeah, like put in the, the time for it. So I want to probably uh, work on work on those two as well. Just try to do everything, mate. You know <laughs> yeah, I mean? that's which, right. which isn't obviously optimal for each certain thing, but. I, uh, I, do, I, you know, I love everything. Mm-hmm. I love endurance. I love strength. I love hypertrophy. I love football. Um, I play tennis. <laughs> I just, I just love it all. So I want to do it all. Yeah. I, mean, I missed out on so many, so many years of doing it. I just, 
trying to cram everything into my life now and um, I just want to see where my body what limits it, yeah. can, it can go to to prove that anything's possible now yeah. you know what I mean and that's it really that's, that's it. it how long are you in journey like seven years is it seven years into it like uh, yeah uh, like, since I started like training like still t- started training yeah five years man. five years that's five, um, still early days like, still early yeah. man right? so you know I was I was eight years of um, not training not playing football drinking heavy and I'm only five years into exactly. my, new, my new life yeah, so exactly, to speak yeah. so just turned 30 this year so I'm just trying to get fitter as I get older and uh, yeah that's, that's it, aye. Bloody, aye. So, thanks a lot. For no, thank you for having me on. I hope it wasn't. Uh, hope it wasn't boring. Like, no, no, I told you, there's a lot of good stuff in there, and um, all the best for for the future. Aye, thank you very much. Nice one, man. Right, Cheers. thanks. Cheers. Cheers.